Welcome to another barn burner of an episode of And Another Thing. My name is Jody Jenkins. It is I, Tony Clement. And Tony, we have a surprise for everyone. This is one of our favorite types of shows to do. Not that we don't like having guests on, but today is a banter show, a.k.a. Yeah. going back and forth between us, a.k.a. we couldn't line someone up. We Just didn't kidding. have a guest. <laughs> yeah, so so we, are, we are our fallback position, exactly. I'll tell you, we are two heck of uh, fallback positions. I, I know that some shows would uh, be very happy to have us as fallback positions. Well, I keep positions. doing other people's podcasts. Like, they keep inviting me onto their podcasts. I don't know whether you've had the same experience. Oh. But, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I feel like John, Johnny Appleseed. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm infecting other podcasts while we still do our own. Well, the difference between you and me is, that, yes, I get tons of requests like you, but I, I play hard to get. So I, I, just, oh, don't, I, see. Okay. I just don't jump at everything, right? Like, no, no, you, you make them, uh, you make them beg. I a little make bit. them sweat it out. Yeah, so, that's a, I gotta, that's I gotta say something though. It was uh, uh, last week that we had the good doctor. It was a Dr. Foster on, right? Yes. Yeah. So one of the listeners, they did get some feedback. One of the listeners, I don't, I don't think it was too negative, but. They said that on my question that I had asked the doctor, I think it was about deaths or something with COVID. Yeah. The response from the listener was, "Wow, did that doctor ever just Trudeau you?" So he felt obviously Ooh. that he didn't that he didn't answer the question. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, I find like you know, real practicing medical doctors, they are uh, on COVID, whatever. Uh, they do hedge a little bit, as they should, because, you know, let, let's face it, some of the medical advice that we've gotten has just been just plain wrong, uh, proven over time. So it, it is a, a minefield for these docs, because let's face it, they, they don't know, they don't have all the answers all the time. No, no. Nobody does. It's it's tough. I wouldn't, it, it is tough for them because they, I'm sure they have their own opinions, but they're hesitant to share them. And I'll give you an example uh, not about someone who's hesitant, but I know that there's a doctor in, or the medical officer of health in Chatham, Kent, who is on record as saying that face masks uh, are really, uh, there's some concerns about them. And he wasn't pushing for mandatory face masks. And of course, there was lots of supporters that were sharing the meme of his face and his comments. And then there were those that were just like slicing and dicing the guy in social media. Well, I think the face masks, controversy is just going to go on and on and on. And then there was some report that has now been debunked that, because uh, I wear a neck gaiter as yes. you know, rather than a yeah. face mask. Oh, neck gaiters are bad. And then somebody said, actually, that report is wrong because of, so it's just going to go on and on, let's face it. Yeah, it is kind of, it's a, you know what, I, 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 we've talked about this, but I literally am at the end of, I don't care about the daily reports of how many cases there are i don't care about what's the controversy I, i'm literally just i'm living my life now you know uh i would say that you know i don't really have a bubble of 10 uh, it's tough to do with three kids that go to splash pads and form bubbles of 10 uh, right yeah. there each of them uh you know we're, we're playing it safe yes we wear a mask when we go out but i will say and i and i'm not uh i'm not saying that everybody's going to agree with this but i can tell you right now that our shopping habits and supporting, uh, you know, local retailers has has gone down uh, because, you know, I'm not a fan of just throwing that mask on and going. It's just I, I you can it's call it lazy. It can be laziness yeah. or whatever, but I'm just not a fan of it. 
And if I can order something to my house, I'm doing it. So yeah, you know, that's uh, it. Seems to be that my uh, children have the same attitude. They're they're young adults, and uh, like there's a steady stream of packages in the mailbox. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. So <laughs> now we order, we do goes. order food and meals locally and stuff. But you know, retail side of things. And now, having said that, we're not doing a bunch of retail shopping. But this, I just literally, if I'm forced with, you know, do I need to go? Do I need to go to the store and put a mask on, or can I just stay at home and or, you know, I'm staying home. It's just well, the way it this, is. This week, uh, I'll I'll have to do. Uh, I'll put on my reporter hat uh, for the next podcast because this week I'm actually going into a physical Apple store to buy. I need a new laptop. Uh, my my MacBook Pro circa 2008 has finally uh, kicked it. Uh, so, and I just don't feel comfortable ordering online. I, w- I actually want to see the product and you know see its dimensions and this kind of thing. Nice. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into an Apple store. I'll, I'll report back to the podcast on that. So we have some great topics today. I have one topic, and then Tony will let you. I know you've got a, a more than one, and we'll roll into those. So the first, I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. It doesn't have to be a lot of time, or, or it can be whatever you feel. But there has been some controversy surrounding everyone's favorite municipal mayor, and of course, I'm talking about Patrick Brown, who has now found himself in the middle of a situation dubbed "Hockey Night in Brampton." Um, there's a, a news outlet, Rebel News, that uh, Rebel Media, that found uh, Patrick Brown has been partaking in hockey, uh, apparently um, under the radar that he shouldn't be doing it, or that I guess that's up for debate. But I watched the videos because there's a second one I now. Watched it too. I, I watched there's it a too. set. Did you see the second one? <laughs> the second one? No. I just oh yeah, no, no. Dave, so David Menzies from Rebel Media showed up again. And Patrick got caught again because what they did was they moved the ice time earlier so they might so that they might not know. And Rebel showed up anyway. Long story short, I know Patrick. You know Patrick. I mean, I, I to me it looks like he was busted, and I think he knows it. Yeah. <laughs> but it it was quite comical though. I, I it was uh, and well, I just to provide context <laughs> to people. So all the community centers, all the rinks in Brampton are all closed. Uh, but magically, Earnscliff Community Center has uh, a fresh pad of ice on it, <laughs> uh, which is available for Patrick and his pals to play the game of shinny uh, at $1,000 a day, uh, which is the cost to the city of Brampton to have that ice maintained. So uh, that, I think, is a controversy. Like, you're giving yourself the opportunity to play some shinny, but uh, all those kids uh, have not got that opportunity. So yeah, he looked pretty guilty when the uh, rebel reporter identified himself, and uh, I, you know he he had this lame excuse: "Oh, I'm just inspecting the ice. I'm Mayor Brampton, so I have to inspect <laughs> yeah. the ice." So that was that confounded it because that was a lame excuse. So uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's hey, all around the world, uh, politicians are being exposed for for hypocrisy. This is this is one of the things about COVID. Like you. It's do as I say, not as I do moments that uh, are coming to light. And uh, obviously the public does not like that for good reason. Yeah, and there's been multiple examples. Like if you look at the uh, individual in the UK, was it a doctor that was going and seeing a a woman uh, during during the lockdown? There's other local examples. I know there was a counselor in Peterborough uh, when this all started who traveled down east 
and was caught for doing that and said he was doing research and stuff. Research. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, uh, Everybody you know, has an excuse. But you know what, though? I, I see, you know, you got to lead by example. I get it. But at the same time, this is the issue with having such stringent lockdowns and strict uh, protocols. And people, uh, you've said from day one, humans are creatures of habit and this can't last. People are going to break the rules and whatever. And Randy Hillier, another MPP, just actually came out with a great video uh, that I, I felt was very good talking about the facts and what's going on and the state of emergency. It's it's worth a watch as well. So, Well, and, you know, I, I may have said on the show as well that, you know, uh, we should get into the business of speakeasies because they're going yeah. to they're, they're find the... Obviously, we want people to play by the way. Oh, we got to talk about the brass rail, though. That's the, <laughs> that's the best example. Yes, the strip joint in uh, in Toronto, where uh, you know, uh, obviously, as Premier Ford has said, there wasn't appropriate physical distancing. Go figure. And now they're gonna they're gonna try to find 550 attendees over five days because one of the uh, shall we say the servers uh, had COVID. And, um, and, uh, you know, of course they've got like, you you got to sign in. Like I, when I went to Boston pizza the other day, I had to sign in, give my name, my phone number, but I guess they have like 550 John Smiths or whatever yeah, uh, exactly. on the sign in sheet at the brass rail. <laughs> so the track and trace is not working very well. So again, you know, human nature means that, uh, I guess they're going to shut these places down. I think that's what Mayor Tory's talking about. Probably should have thought of that beforehand, but uh, yeah, you know, okay. So that's one example, but it could it could have been just a regular pub or a bar or anywhere else, right? Well, and, and the reality is, remember, I don't know how long ago it was, but it was I'm going to say within the last month or so. Remember, there was another nightclub or an establishment that got busted for having a private get together uh, during the, the time when the, the rules just didn't allow in Toronto. And you can be sure, Tony, you know as well as I do. If if they just got caught, that they happened to get yeah. caught. They're, it wasn't like they were the only ones. These things are going on all over the place. Well, the the thing that, that constrains a little bit is you don't want to lose your liquor license. Yeah. So uh, they've got they they do have a hammer, but uh, there's other places that don't have to worry about that. Hey, I got to ask you about back to school. Uh, do you, do you, I think you've got school age kids. Or, yes, or, I have two. So, so what's uh, what's going on in your mind? Uh, are, are are they part of the public school system? I I, I don't know whether they're homeschooled or not, but. What are your thoughts about back to school? Yeah, so we have a, so first off, we they're not in the public school system. They were in the uh, the private school system. Uh, we are not sending them back this September. Simply not for safety at all. We're actually the school that they go to. We've been in close contact with them. They have a great plan. We're not worried about that at all. It literally is uh, to save some money. <laughs> That's what we're doing oh, this okay, time. Okay. So we may put them back in uh, after the first semester. Uh, our kids are six, uh, so great going into grade two and starting JK, and then I have another younger one as well who's not in school. But uh, yeah, we have no issues uh, with the, the safety plan. It literally is my wife's going to keep them home, save some money, and she actually enjoyed having them home. I know there's some parents that went off the walls. Shauna actually really enjoyed teaching oh, them, good. and uh, she's kind of gifted in that way, so she's excited. Um, yeah, so we'll see what uh, I, I mean. I don't expect it to go longer than this year, and they'll be back in school. But it could even be sure. uh, after the first semester. But uh, what are you I what mean, are you hearing really, out there? Sorry, what's yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of the teachers' unions, Etfo, and others. Uh, I'm sure this is across the country too. Are 
are, uh, you know, ringing the bell and saying that it's unsafe and uh, you got to hire double the number of teachers in order to make it safe. Uh, no big surprise that they would take that position. Um, but uh, I think that uh, the other side of it is, is true, too. I mean, uh, it, it's unsafe not to have a proper education system. It's unsafe for the future of a lot of kids, most of whom... I'm not talking about the kids of rich people because they'll always find a way to educate their kids properly and, and use the best resources possible. But this, uh, to me, it's an issue of, uh, you know, of people who are of limited means or of no means making sure that, that their kids have the possibility of advancement in our society. So to me, this is actually an issue if the, if the schools are not available. Um, because that will affect their health and safety in the future. By the way, uh, hey, I saw this on online. I, I have no way of independently verifying this, but guess how many teachers have been infected by pupils of COVID since the beginning of COVID around the world? Guess how many teachers have been infected? I'm going to say, because of the way you framed it, I'm going to say yeah. zero. Zero. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Zero. So, uh, come on, health and safety, come on, let's, well, let's be realistic here. And I understand, so it, that leads me into another thing that goes right along with that that I wanted to talk about, and, and not to spend a lot of time trying to debunk COVID or make it seem not as bad as it is, but there was another article that came out this week, I don't know if you saw it, but they discussed about, because everything's about kids going back to school, but they discussed about the impact COVID has on children and deaths and, and infections and stuff. Anyway, long story short, I believe it was in Canada, there's been more kids hospitalized and more kids that have died because of influenza in 2020 uh, than, than coronavirus. So, I mean, yeah. take that for what it's worth, but I think we have to be, we have to use some common sense. We got to be smart about it. But at the same time, I feel very comfortable uh, about kids in school. Like, and I, I have nieces and nephews that are going back to school and, and I'm not concerned. So, Good, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. So the other big story was uh, uh, threats to MPs uh, because uh, Kathleen McKenna had uh, some idiot to try to get into her constituency office and swore and uh, threatened and so on. Uh, and uh, I was I made the point, I guess, on Twitter that this is nothing new. Uh, that's not to excuse the, the terrible position that Kathleen McKenna was put in, an Ottawa area MP and cabinet minister. But uh, so, some... Some uh, liberal apologists were saying that this is just a problem because of, of all the right-wing fanatics who, you know, who hate Trudeau, uh, and that, that it should be a hate hate crime to hate Trudeau or for his cabinet ministers. But I, I, I just made the point on Twitter that uh, believe me, uh, I had threats uh, as a as a Harper cabinet minister. I had personal threats. I had to have RCMP details at times. I had threats to my home. Uh, where people invaded and trespassed on my property to make their political points, and it was most definitely a political point. Uh, so uh, this this happens. It should not happen. We've got to protect our MPs better. The RCMP, uh, God bless them, sometimes they take it seriously, many times they don't. Uh, and uh, perhaps we're just lucky that we have not had a political assassination. Um, you know, uh, I remember the attack on Pauline Marwa. Uh, the Parti uh, Québécois leader a couple a few years ago, but g generally we've been we've been very lucky. Now uh, there have been deaths, though. I mean Nathan Cirillo, the, the soldier who's who was at the uh, National War Memorial, was killed 
uh, by the shooter on the way to the House of Commons. And I remember that day very clearly when the shooter came in and started, the bullets were firing and we were in a caucus meeting and you could hear the whole thing. So, uh, uh, you know, we've we've gotten lucky, but there have been victims too. Um, So uh, that was just my point, that this is uh, an ongoing issue, I guess. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, I mean, I think that there absolutely should be, if there isn't already, there must be more done to protect MPs across the political spectrum. And I think anyone that doesn't agree with that doesn't understand the seriousness of what what MPs face. And you just summed it up nicely because this is not something new at all. I think that there may be more people that feel emboldened uh, and I'm going to call, you know, like that are a little bit whacked. Uh, they maybe feel a little more emboldened to do something about it, uh, which is unfortunate. But uh, it's uh, it's a big problem. And the sad thing is, is that and I saw it on Twitter and, and social media is that, you know, there was some conservative MPs who started to say, well, you know, like, uh, it, it, you know, we get it, too, like as if like just politicizing it to no end. Right. Like. Whether, yeah. whether or not McKenna was doing that, whatever, but it, that's, that's, and she has faced a ton, I would say, probably. Yeah, she's, she's like, really been a target, yeah. no question about and, it. And, you know, when conservative MPs come out and say, like, you know, basically what they say is like, well, what about us? Like, you know, it's not just her, it's me too. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I, I guess the point that, the point that they're, what conservative MPs are afraid of is that it would become a hate crime to, uh, to in some way criticize Justin Trudeau or his, or his government, right? Yeah. That's that's that that was the way the debate was starting to go. That if you question Justin Trudeau on the We Charity issue or any other issue, you are participating in a hate crime because people would hate Trudeau more, and therefore their lives would be at, at greater risk. So you can't have that as the as the as the way in which this debate started to the road uh, upon which it went down. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we, let's just state that all MPs are, uh, deserve protection. All MPs, security issues have to be taken seriously. I think that's the more mature approach. Yeah, and let me say this, too, and it might not be a popular view. I say this as a conservative, but I really think that there needs to be some MPs that really evaluate where their head's at when it comes to how strong they're going with partisan politics. Like literally like they should probably say, you know what, full stop. I need to start fresh because there's, there's, there's some problems. I I mean, there's problems in every party, but for some, and maybe it's because I'm focused on the conservatives all the time, but some of them really need to evaluate what they're doing with their lives. Cause it's uh, when conservatives start tuning you out again, speaking from my opinion, that's a problem. Yeah, that's interesting. I, and I, I would like more civility in politics. I think that's what you're, what you're saying, too. Yes. Uh, I also believe, like, I always resisted the uh, point of view, well, why can't you guys get along better? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, as if it was greater for democracy, better for democracy if we all agreed 100% of the time. Well, no, we're actually elected to disagree. That's, that's what we are elected to do to debate the issues, to have a free market of ideas, to passionately disagree with the government if we so do so. 
so I don't want it to go to that extreme that if you disagree with the government or if the government disagrees with the opposition, there's something something wrong about that. That's democracy. Yes. If you can't if you can't argue in the House of Commons, where the heck can you argue? Civility in politics, though, very important. You know, and uh, and of course, all, all sides need this. I, you know, one liberal tweeted, oh, you know, we need more civility in politics, and the uh, some conservative tweeted back, says the one whose uh, <laughs> whose uh, leader elbowed somebody in the breast in the House of Commons uh, when Trudeau did that went crazy on the floor of the House of Commons. I was there, uh, you know. So yeah, okay, good point. But let's take the higher point, exactly. or the broader point. Yeah, so and I would and I would say that you know to to put the heat on the liberals as well because I don't want to just seem like I'm coming down on the conservatives. The liberals are terrible at uh, answering questions, and they're always evading, and they're giving smug, you know, like just like. And I get it; you got to stay on message. Look, we all understand that for the most part, but it's gotten to the extreme, and it makes them look ridiculous. Like I literally, I think a lot of them just need to do, like I said, full stop, reevaluate. And find different ways to maybe get some points across because I think, I think a lot of the points that are trying to be scored by the conservatives and even to the liberals uh, are just being lost and and people just are like if anything we're losing more people. Uh, baffle is a baffling gap. Yeah, yeah, and, and look at Doug Ford who's been very successful. Yeah, just talking the way that normal people exactly. talk rather than talking political talk. You know when he was talking about smoking a doobie the yeah. other day. Uh, you know, that just cut through everything, right? Just cut through everything. Yeah, you can so, smoke a doobie. Why shouldn't you be able to drink in the park? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And so uh, there, hopefully straight talk is coming back in fashion, which would be nice. So I know you had a couple other topics you want to get to, a Led Zeppelin well, story. Well, I, I have a bee in my bonnet about, uh, this is in the music uh, segment of our program, because uh, Led, the Led Zeppelin case, that involves um, uh, the copyright infringement of Stairway to Heaven, uh, is going to the Supreme Court of the United States now. There's a band called Spirit who had a song named Taurus. Uh, and uh, the, the, the claim of one of the uh, songwriters of that band is that uh, Jimmy Page lifted the opening arpeggio Stairway to Heaven from a song that they had going on in, this, in the late 60s, early 70s, whenever Stairway was, was written. Um, so but let me unpack this for you, because this is how crazy this is. So there's been obviously a note-for-note comparison of the opening song Taurus and the opening song, opening arpeggio uh, of Stairway to Heaven. It's not the same notes. It's not the same tempo. It's just that both songs open with an arpeggio, which for non-musical folks, an arpeggio is taking a, a chord, a musical chord like an A or an E or a C, and breaking it down to its individual notes. And if anybody, everybody knows the opening of Stairway to Heaven, that's probably one of the most famous rock arpeggios, right? So it, it wasn't the same notes, it wasn't the same tempo, but somehow, because they both opened with arpeggios, this case is at the Supreme Court of the United States, this is ridiculous, folks. Okay, yeah. like you—you you are killing musical creativity. You're killing the ability for new songs to find new markets. Uh, I hope the Supreme Court of the United States throws this case out finally. It's been going on for over a decade, I think, 
and uh, we have some common sense rules for copyright infringement in songwriting, which uh, acknowledges that there's only a certain number of notes and there's only a certain number of chords. So if they sound kind of similar, that's not good enough. It would have to, in my view, it has to be note for note, tempo for tempo to have a valid case. And if it doesn't, we're just, it's, it's, it, we're killing songwriting by this litigious approach. So that's my rant on, on yeah. this. I hope Led Zeppelin wins the case and uh, we're out of this nonsense. There was one, I think there was um, another case involving that, uh, uh, oh, now I'm going to forget it, but there was another case recently uh, where uh, the, the court ruled that even though the notes were different and it sounded different and the melody was different, it felt the same. Yeah, <laughs> it felt the same. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, I mean, come on. Uh, how about allowing some creativity? Um, so that's my rant on that. I hope Led Zeppelin wins the case. Well, and if anyone's in a position to comment, it's you. You have a very well-known uh, garage band known as the Dock Spiders. And was it 1982 that the Doobie Brothers took you guys to the Supreme Court? <laughs> yeah. They, uh, funny thing was, uh, my, uh, my the band leader phoned me the other day and said, did you ever copyright the Dock Spiders? And I said, no. Why? Because there's another group in the area that is going by the name of the dark spiders. Uh, you know, I go, okay, I guess we're going to be, we're going to have to change a, uh, we're going to have to change a letter. Maybe, maybe we're the dick spiders now. Or, I don't know. <laughs> or change but, it to uh, those. What are those bugs that like that are always on top of the water? Are they like the skimmers? Water no, is it yeah, a pond yeah. skimmer? Like call yourselves yeah, the pond yeah, yeah. skimmers. Yeah. That sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> or what about, uh, if you want to keep a, a nautical or a, you know, a water theme, what about, uh, uh, Tony Clement and Fresh Algae. You know, um, I think <laughs> I think we're uh, some people are green with jealousy about me, so that works. <laughs> Tony Clement and the Swamp. There you hey, go. did you want to talk about uh, U.S. politics? Kamala. <laughs> Kamala? That, so when you heard the Swamp, that's what made you think of yeah, yeah, U.S. politics. The swamp. Yeah, yeah, we could touch on that. I mean, uh, I don't really have a lot to say about uh, you know Joe and Kamala. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I had predicted he would make that choice. I thought it was probably the best choice for him in terms of uh, having a. I know, I know the Trump people are trying to demonize her as being this crazy left winger, but she's actually one of the more liberal, uh, more sorry, middle of the road uh, choices that were before Biden. So um, I, I, she actually has a track record of being tougher on crime when she was a prosecutor and an attorney general in the state of California, uh, which actually means she was less acceptable to the Democratic base, but makes her more acceptable to people like me. Um, and, uh, you know, she's obviously uh, very uh, uh, highly regarded as a U.S. senator. So I thought that was a, a good approach for him. But I would just warn people. I know everybody in Canada was going, oh, she went to high school in Westmount. You know, she's half Canadian. Well, no, but, um, but uh Vice presidential choices really make very little difference in modern U.S. politics, and uh, it'll it'll be Trump and Biden, which will carry the day for one of the candidates and not for the other. And I'm still going with, uh, I believe, Trump will win. The other interesting, though, we talked about this off air. So Joe Biden picks Kamala Harris as his running mate, and then earlier in this week, WWE legend James yes. Kamala Harris dies. So I know. I know what a 
tragic loss for the WWE. Yes, yeah, so we have Kamala Harris running on the ticket in the U.S. We have Kamala Harris who passed away. So, well, you know, is this an Epstein issue? Like, uh, did did he really pass away uh, <laughs> with uh, the causes that we can verify here, or maybe just want the other Kamala Harris? I think yeah, I think he really passed away. Okay. He was okay. a big man, though. He was a very, very big man. Do you know, like... Hey, did, you, did you see who started following me on Twitter? Yeah, Sergeant Sar- Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter. Remember, I responded. I said, shut I your know. mouth, you maggot. Remember, he always maggot. used to say, you maggot. Yeah, like, isn't that great? I, I, I have no idea why, but uh, it brought back some good memories, that's for sure. He had a huge feud back in the 80s. I don't know if you remember this one. He basically turned his back on the American flag and sided with the... You know, the Sheik and all the, it was like when the Iraq war was going on and stuff. And so it was him versus Hogan. That was, he had so much heat. I'd love to get some of those wrestlers on from back then because they, the stories, like, you want to talk about threats on their lives. I bet you those guys had threats on their lives. Hey, I, I'm going to DM him now that he's following me. I'm yeah. going to DM him and say, hey, come on our show. Yeah. Like those, he would have been, can you imagine that? The height of the Iraq war amongst wrestling oh fans. And you're you're a former American <laughs> hero to the people, and you turn and join Iraq. Like, well, didn't he do this thing where it was like he was being Mister Patriot, and then he was the anti-Patriot for a while? Yeah. And I, I don't know. There's all there's a, a whole storyline on that, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, he'd, he'd have a, a few good stories to tell. So yeah, we got to get we got to get him it. on for sure. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I will I will DM him right after this broadcast, uh, and uh, I'll see whether he's available for. Uh, what will be the highlight of his year, I'm sure, being on And Another Thing podcast. So that wraps up another show. Time flies uh, very quickly. And, Tony, I know we've got uh, Brian Lilly. You've set him up. He's going to come on soon? Yep. Good. Yeah, hopefully we'll get him on for the next show. Uh, we'll talk all things uh, we scandal and maybe get into the Governor General's uh, issues. Uh, there's lots to talk about in Canadian politics, that's for sure. And who knows, by the time we do the next show, maybe we'll have a – uh, another conservative leader, the new conservative leader. Well, it'll be close actually because our show comes out on Sunday. But yeah, so it'll, it'll come out uh, the same day, but it, uh, later on in the evening. But uh, we'll we'll try to get some commentary on that uh, after the leadership results. Well, and I would I would say this: we have a fifty percent shot. So I think if Aaron O'Toole wins, there's a very good chance that we can get him on <laughs> right away. I think if Leslin wins, there's a good shot we could get her on right away. Derek would probably come on. If Peter wins, I think there's a very good chance he will never come on the show. He, I think that's... he, haunts, he haunts us still. It's, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think that's pretty much a guarantee. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right, Tony, we'll talk right. to you in seven days. For sure.